Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodokar Schaller. Hi everybody, welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we are going to talk about Speedball 2. Brutal Deluxe. And it's about time that we had a, a podcast centered around our national pastime. Being brutal? I was thinking about speedball. Anyway, <laughs> uh, after the... Uh, after <laughs> Completely lost me there, folks. But before we get to the, the action, uh, there's a couple news news stories that I thought you might be interested in. Uh, the first one was actually... Um, I came up on Twitter. Uh, there's an Amiga magazine called Info Magazine. Are you familiar with this magazine? Info is it? Uh, it's from another country. Uh, uh, I, maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Where's it come from? Where's it hail? I have no idea. Okay, then it's I don't in know. English. Oh, okay, great. So uh, Info I, I, I would I would guess maybe from England, maybe from here. Is there um, an Infoland somewhere? But it was originally a, a magazine that covered uh, the Commodore 8-bit computers, but then it shifted over to the Amiga. It was published from '83 to '92. And uh, full scans are available of it now on uh, the archive.org. So you threw me off there. I thought it was a modern magazine. Sure, Info Magazine. I've heard of that. I thought it was something new. No, no, no. This is (laughs) is a classic magazine. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm always uh, always very grateful to all those fine folks out there that take these magazines and scan them in. You know, it's a painstaking process to do. You know, there's an outfit out there that will scan your books and magazines for uh, a very reasonable sum. Really? Uh, yeah, I've heard Shane Armand Monroe talk about it. I, I, if I can find it, I'll drop a note on, on our show. You, uh, But basically, the, the, the gimmick is uh, you, when you give them a book or magazine, they will scan it in. They do a real good job. It's real cheap. But the book or magazine must be destroyed by them. So once you send it to them, you don't get it back. Mm, that's but catch. I hear they do a great job. Yeah. So, well, I imagine they probably chop off the binding in some way and then kind of feed it through. It's uh, possibly that, and I was, I would assume there was some legal aspect. Well, you know, I, I wrote my my uh, master's dissertation on the Google Books project. Oh yes, is, and uh, and they have their scanning machines are unbelievable. They actually have robot page turners, and they'll sit there and they've got these huge cameras that come down. I'd love to have one of those. I don't know what I do with it. A but, robot page turner. Yeah. Be great. I just sit back in my armchair, just have it turn pages for me all day long. Would you read the pages or just laugh? If I wanted to. Oh, okay, I got it. Next up, uh, we've got some comments on our blog. Uh, oh, Dream, Lord. Dreamcatcher uh, <laughs> posted this factoid. So, um, we talked about the Apple II version, uh, the audio being kind of sparse mm-hmm. in Karatika. And uh, he said that the Apple II actually couldn't process simultaneous sound and movement. So that's why you only hear the sound effects and music wherever there's a pause in the action. Now, wait a minute here. I'm no Apple II aficionado. I don't claim to be. However, I distinctly remember playing Choplifter on an Apple II and having sound while playing. Well, you may be misremembering. 
<laughs> is that what you're, you're taking Dreamcatcher's side or me? Hey. Uh, you I'm going to give my master's dissertation on whooping your ass. <laughs> We're going to have to do a special Amigos plays of chop liquor for the Apple II to, to, oh, to resolve this. There's no doubt in my mind that I'm hideously wrong. <laughs> but I did, I, I, you know, I I took a basic programming course, I'm sad to say, and they, it was on Apple Basic on Apple Tubes. Mm-hmm. And so when the... Uh, when the magnanimous teacher would feel was feeling generous, he would let us play a couple of doodads on there, and we were playing Chopper. That was a big game for mm-hmm. the Apple back in the day. Chopper. Now, were you playing an Apple II or were you playing an Apple II E? Oh, was there that big a difference? Yeah, I, honestly, was, I don't have yeah, any idea. It was yeah, an Apple II because you know the Apple II went through several revisions, and maybe, I think it was an Apple II. Was there a C? I'm sure there was. It seems like maybe it was a two C. The two E was the big one. That was one, it? Yeah, that was. That's now, the can one that it I display sound? Or can it display sound? <laughs> because that would be something. <laughs> that would be something. <laughs> um, can it display? You don't know, do you? I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, Dreamcatcher. <laughs> well, dude, you, last last week he proved me right. Now he's gonna bury me deep beneath the crust of the earth. No doubt. So uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll have a follow up on that. Oh no, we don't have to do that. Just let it. Just let it die. <laughs> And then we also had another comment, uh, a couple comments from a, a new uh, a new listener, uh, Loggins1969. Kenny Loggins? Maybe. Where's Messina? Uh, well, he is from Norway, <laughs> oh, and I'm well, not sure not where that. Kenny Loggins hails from. I'm but guessing not there. He says, it's unreal to listen to two Southern Americans talking about the Amiga. Cool. Usually it's a European thing. And uh, so he said that he's from Norway, and uh, he enjoys us Southern Americans. We are, I mean... West Virginia folks, for those of you that aren't from the United States, and including people that are from the United States, <laughs> it's not that Southern. Well, we're not technically it, in the South. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, our state was born, out of, it was the only state that was born from our Civil War. And so, and it was born because we didn't want to be in the South. <laughs> that was the whole premise. Right. So, now, that, that, that much said, we had plenty of Southern sympathizers and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But... A lot of people, including, I'd say the majority of this country, would consider us the South. But technically, we're sort of in the middle. We are. We are. (laughs) Y'all. But thank you. It's funny. um, Looking at the uh, the Cinemaware website. It is funny. (laughs) They never update that thing. You know, there's so many 404s and stuff on that. No. It's unreal for a company that still claims to be out and about doing stuff. I was looking to see for uh, shipping dates for the new Defender of the Crown game. See, you were looking in the wrong spot. You can't look on. You have to look at the classic Cinemaware site. Yeah, I had to redo my Google search. And what's really funny is that, let me read you the exact. the exact <laughs> sentence. Defender of the Crown shipping starts April, end of May 2016. Yeah, I saw that. So they forgot to erase the April, and they just put end of May 2016. Is that what that was? I'm pretty sure. If I recall correctly, a, a, a couple weeks ago, I gave a definitive date <laughs> on the shipping of, of the Cinemaware uh, classic Defender of the Crown set. So I will, uh, as, a, as a top-notch journalist i will retract that statement and have say that once again we have no idea when it will be released we want to and sven if you're still listening out there we would uh, drop us a line yeah <laughs> give yeah. us the inside scoop brother and uh what was if you guys if, if you're new to the podcast and you want to hear uh we ha- actually had a guy sven from cinnamonware on our podcast he was on the was it the turrican 2 episode turrican 2 since it was one of his countrymen's games yeah and so if you want to listen to him talk about all the stuff that CinemaWare has going on, 
go back into our archives and uh, and check that out. Was that our most popular episode in terms of? No, Hybris is still our most. Well, but I mean, episode. I mean, but that's the first episode we ever did. I mean, is it Zool Two is definitely above. There are a lot of things above Turrican Two. Really? Yeah, not mm. Zool Two because we didn't do Zool Two. Zool. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see Zool Two in our future either. Probably true. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. It's like a good idea to me. Uh, Lionheart still did very good numbers also. See, most of our listeners must be like me, and they think Lionheart's better than you. Yeah. You know, I replayed that after we had that conversation a couple weeks ago. And that's a good game. Use the two-button joystick. I just brought Bo to Genesis Controller, guys. So he can sit down with the Amiga, and he can play it with two buttons, because you're spoiled. And you can sit down and play it with two buttons and see if you like it better. I look forward to our revisit it on the original Amiga. Maybe and just ignore the... And the guy, you know, I looked at the guy. The guy. He's not that bad. The he's guy... The, the Lionheart guy. He looks like a Masters of the Universe guy. He looks he like... He does. He looks like He-Man. Yeah. But with some kind of lion head. But you, but, can't, you can't even see the lion head. Well, I mean, not when you're playing. Yeah. But I'm just saying... He doesn't look... T- I mean, he looks sort of stupid. He looks... Yeah. But it's not hideous. It doesn't no. detract... It detracts a little. It's I'm the, not going to lie. A the, little bit. The, the, I can tell you the, the two words that make this game terrible. The weapon. The we- If the weapon would have been a couple pixels longer... The weapon is short. And if he would have had some sort of a maneuver where you could strike at enemies at ankle height and not let them destroy you... You've got that sweep. Yeah. You do. You've got it all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing this game. Well, yeah, go back and try it again. So, okay. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, I wanted to uh, just bring up that Dreamcatcher has been very active on our blog. Uh, Gasp. Uh, he uh, posted some articles just, just this evening. He posted an article about a uh, Nestle Quick uh, endorsed game or a licensed game that only came out in Germany. Is it the Nestle Quick Rabbit? The Rabbit. No right. kidding. Yeah, yeah. So check that out. That's and is it was it an Amiga exclusive or did it just get ported to other stuff? It. I haven't read it yet. I literally. Yeah, I haven't seen that it one either. Tonight. Dreamcatcher, you're a machine, sir. Yeah, he I also, did read some of his other great stuff. But. Yeah, he, he talked more about the poppy controversy yes. with Cannon Fodder, uh, and also posted a really interesting article about a uh, a branded Turrican Two joystick. I saw that. The joystick looks very, uh, well, you saw my comment on the face. Look, it reminded me of something, a, a, a marital aid. That's what it reminded me. I'm sorry to say. So if you want to know what, what he's talking about, check that out. Uh, you can see all these articles on our blog at AmigosPodcast.com. Did, did you see the article he did about the, the people that won the programming contest? Oh, yeah. The that was basic thing. That was so great. That's got to be the most in-depth recording <laughs> that's ever been done on that. Oh. It's, <laughs> I, I I was highly amused at the uh, at the fanfare that those guys got after it was over. A small blurb beside the credits bar. It's like, oh, by the way, here's this. Yeah, yeah. What else do you have news-wise, Aaron? Um, I, I just came across a little note here, a couple little things. And uh, it seems like we may have heard this a while back, but I had never seen anything from it. Um, the... Uh, the Guardian and Read Only Memory hosted a reunion for Amiga Power Magazines. I think it was like the twenty third. Yeah, we we mentioned that a couple yeah, months ago. They yeah, no, it was it just happened? Right. Like this, well, we mentioned it. Was yeah, it happened. Out. Yeah, it's a done deal. And uh, uh, they're the Retro Hour podcasters. I've actually I don't know if you've ever heard those guys. It's a pretty good podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, uh, very professional. Yeah, These guys are very slick. professional. You know, not like a couple of Southern <laughs> Americans, no doubt. <laughs> These are upstanding. These are gentlemen that are in the field, or you know something, but uh, they've got photos. 
uh, they attended, and they also, this baffled me to a certain degree, but there's, there's a recording of this whole entire awesome reunion, but it's audio. <laughs> so there's no, there's no video, apparently, of it, which I was, couldn't figure out why you would well, do that. they might have limited the video recording because they thought it might impact ticket sales if people knew it was going to be recorded or something like that. That happens a lot with live events like PAX and stuff. Eh, come on. Someone could sell the tapes. That's true. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, I was baffled at that. So that was, I thought that was kind of strange. Um, the uh, There's a new compilation. Again, this is one of the gray area compilations for the CD32. <clears throat> Actually, there's two new ones out. Um, there's one. It's a Mr. Nuts. Uh, it's not a compilation. It's just a release. Uh, it's a wacky you know, game about a squirrel. And then there's a Team 17 compilation, The Complete Works. Hmm. Incredible, right? Yeah. Uh, so those are both, eh, you know, you might want to try them out if you own the games, if you don't care about that stuff, whatever you're, you know, whatever toots your horn at this point. I don't know how to feel about this. What do you think about You know, we should talk about this just for fun. Here we are. It's it's 2016. I don't know when Mr. Nuts was released, but let's just for fun say it was released in, say, 94. So you're talking... You know, twenty what twenty two years ago, and most Amiga games are, could be up in the thirty years old. Do we care about the? Do we care about pirating stuff for this now? Does it matter anymore? I mean, I don't. I mean, I think uh, Kickstarter aside, or you know, you're with Colanto out there that owns the Kickstarter Kickstarter stuff. But kick, and I can understand they've got a they've got a you know foot in the door there. Okay, because it's not like you can't get them if you want. Most of us have Amigas that we could pull them right off if we wanted them. Doesn't bother me that much, but what, what do you think about pirating software for a classic system? Well, I feel I borrowing. Feel, I feel kind of the same way that I do about, um, you know, obscure music before things like iTunes and Spotify, whatever came along. Like, if I can't go out to the store and buy it, you know, if, if I don't have an, a way to, to, to legally purchase it, then I don't feel very bad about obtaining it through other means. Um, if they ever come out with a um, kind of like an, I always think about like an iTunes store for classic video games where they say everything's a buck, you know, get whatever you want, man, I'd go to town, you know, because to me, that's a fair price for a 30 year old game. And it's more money than the person that developed that game's getting right now. Mm -hmm. That's just where I stand. I think everybody kind of has their own lines in the sand when it comes to emulation and things like that. Yeah, it's, it's a, I just read that Steam <clears throat> is going to be releasing. A, a Genesis or Mega Drive collection, all right? It's Sega, it's Sega through Steam, and so you can purchase um, Genesis slash Mega Drive ROMs and play them through your Steam account, right? I haven't looked, seen the pricing on something like that, and I think about it, and I've got a zillion ROMs. I'll come clean, as you know, because I've got a main cat with a bunch of ROMs, you know. But I'm pretty much almost all classic stuff. But in all honesty, I don't think I would buy the majority of it <laughs> because it, it's for for completeness sake you may have it, but it's not like I'm sitting there playing, you know. You're not uh, playing Contra Three Hard Corps, right? Like exactly, that. exactly. And so I don't think I'm not sure what a fair market price even is for that stuff. To be completely, I think a buck. I think a buck is is. I mean, when you think about mobile games. You know, the reason why mobile games are selling like crazy is because they're priced competitively. And if you want, you know, 
if there was some way that you could say hack in, you know, online multiplayer with multiplayer games or have leaderboards with high scores and stuff like that, I mean, I think that would really take off. Just imagine like a Super Mario Brothers world leaderboard or something like that. Um, and the problem is, is that just with the Amiga, there are so many companies that were just fly by night. Nobody knows where they are. Uh, with console games, companies were usually bigger, you know, and uh, and rights are easier to track down. But a lot of these Amiga games are really just abandonware in the in the truest sense of the word. Yeah, you know, and it's also a lot easier and or more. Uh, it makes more sense to collect console games just because collecting Amiga, you're talking about discs, mm-hmm. and it, I mean the Amiga, one of the computers that's all three and a half inch discs they didn't really release in our cds and yeah. any sort of magnetic uh format is going to be prone to failure sure. eventually carts are a little bit more uh you know battle hardened yeah i will say it makes me appreciate the fact that i can play this stuff off a compact flash uh not just because it's quicker but because it you really a lot of my collection works but it's you know it's a matter of time right so but I, yeah i I try to support the Amiga community when I can. I mean, this podcast is sort of like part of the reason I, I got into it. because, you know, it's fun to talk about what's going on. But a collection like uh, like the CinemaWare collection, for example, uh, boy, I'm always behind that stuff, especially with something I'm really into. And mm-hmm. I'd like to see more of those things. If they ever get the, the darn thing released, yeah, it'll be great. But, you know, I always I want to throw money at the people that are still around, you know, in the community. And Cloanto, the same thing, you know. Uh, um they 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 put the they got the Kickstarter rights. They should get a couple bucks, you know. I mean, if you unless you own an Amiga and you can pull your own ROM, mm-hmm. you know, which a lot of people can. Yeah. But uh, you know, yeah, I'm about the same way. You know, if you could, if you, if I can buy something legally, I'll do it. You know, and I've bought a lot of stuff and some stuff I haven't. So, but you know, on the Amiga, you know, it's tough. These old computers, it's tough to, like you said, you can't just grab the stuff. And I look on eBay every week for this, uh, for this stuff, and some of it's either expensive or just not there. Right. So. Right. There you go. All right, sidetrack, but uh, <laughs> that's all I got, Boat. All right, let's go ahead and get right on into the game, Speedball 2. So, uh, Aaron, what can you tell us about Speedball 2? Well, Speedball 2, again, brought out by the Bitmap Brothers. Uh, it, the publisher vary, you know, between your, where you're at. Uh, this came out, I'm surprised at how much stuff this came out on. Uh, I mean, I knew it had been out on a few things. This was out on, of course... The Acorn Archimedes. My favorite. The Atari ST. I found out the uh, the ST was the original version, was the first version. That surprised me. Yeah. That's now, I think this was developed on an Amiga, but I'm not even sure about that. It Maybe it was developed on an ST, but the ST version came out first. Um, of course, the Amiga version, uh, the, uh, the CD32 version, there was a C64 version, uh, a PC version, an NES version. Did you know this was on the NES? No. Here's the one that really blew my mind. A Sega Master System version, which I've got to find this if, the, if it came out in the Master System. The Game Boy and Game Boy Advance had a version, right? Who'd have thunk it, right? Yeah. The uh, Genesis slash Mega Drive, which I knew that was on there. Um, it's been on cell phone. It's been on the PlayStation. Who'd have thunk that, right? There's downloadable version for the 360, but the downloadable version is no longer available, I've, I've found out. So if you've got that one... You know, you're good, but I guess you can't get it otherwise unless you go through nefarious means, you know. Um, there's an iPhone version, and uh, there's some, there's a version out for something called the Symbian. Are you familiar with the that, Symbian? That was what dumb phones, or before smartphones came along. Uh, so that's probably a real hideous version. Yeah. Um, 
originally came out in '90 in, uh, for the uh, OCS, uh, sequel to Speedball One. Um, Speedball One was a pretty good game. I played it back in the day. Uh, have you ever had a chance to play the first? I haven't one? played the first one. Um, it's very similar, but not. <laughs> this was a lot of stuff was added, uh, and uh, and and made better. You know, it's overall you know better looking. Uh, <clears throat> I uh, played the uh, CD32 version for the first time uh, during the uh, week leading up to this podcast, and uh, uh, as I'd read the uh, the pretty much the extent of the upgrades to the CD32 were more colors. You know, really, I didn't think it really, it didn't look that much different to me, a little bit, you know, but I mean, you're not going to lose anything by playing the original version uh, of the game. Um, the, uh, the original Speedball was about this league of ultra-violent, it was like an ultra-violent sport. Uh, I think it was somewhere in the, I think it was like 2095, and it, uh, it failed due to being a violent and corrupt sport, so... Pretty much so like, they, they created a violent and corrupt sport and it failed because <laughs> it was violent. And yes. Corrupt. And then the this the story behind Speedball Two is uh, uh, it was as the game was forced underground, uh, it it was emerging out of the out of the darkness, and and you and there was a new team in the league and the team was called Brutal Deluxe and of you're course the, they were you're the sucker running this band of miscreants <laughs> and misfits. Now, um, I know that we. Uh, we played or when we played each other, and when you play a, a knockout game, you play another team, and I can't remember the name. Do you have any of the names of the other teams? You know, no, I don't. I have no idea what their names are off the top of my head. I mean, with a with a team name like Brutal Deluxe, you know, you wonder what what are the other team names? Yeah, um, the the game is is it's frenetic. It reminded me a lot of like you said we were talking about kick was a kickoff. Mm-hmm. Two was it kickoff two we yeah. played? It was where it's just like go 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 crazy time. You know mm-hmm. that's pretty much this is even probably even more frenetic than that was. Although it's easier to control the ball in this game. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a that's a fact. Uh, the teams have nine <laughs> guys on the on the court. Mm-hmm. Uh, the original game it had five, so <laughs> they had it almost doubled the guys. Um, there are, this one in the first game was more about who can score the most goals, whereas in this game it's like who can score the most points. Uh, you can you can uh, you can score goals like you did in the old one. You could brutalize guys and kill them. You can uh, uh, <clears throat> there's a, there's a like a uh, loop on the wall. You can spin the, put the ball through that and get them and increase a multiplier on your scoring. Um, the same amount of points for scoring a goal was given when you injure a guy. So that's always fun. <laughs> And then one of the neat strategy parts of this game is when you injure a guy, you, you there are three substitutes on your team. And when you use those guys all up or they all get killed, the injured guy has to go back in. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've ever had that happen. Yeah, I, I never was able to injure a guy or be injured to that point. Uh, well, it happens. Mm-hmm. And so when you're one of the big a big part of this game is allocating your points. Uh, to various things to upgrade your guys, and eventually you can even pick up new players that are you know specialized guys or tougher guys or whatever. Uh, and so you got to be thrifty with your cash, you know, to a certain degree. But you've got to you got you can't just go in there and do nothing. You yeah, you got to upgrade your team well enough to be able to uh, to compete, but at the same time be able to save your money to acquire you know different players. Right. Um, the uh, when you play the game. 
it's I'm telling you, it's more like you know what it reminds me of. You ever, I remember watching the original Battlestar Galactica. Did you ever watch that? I've the never old seen old one. It. You've never seen the original Battlestar Galactica. No. What star when? I've never seen Earth 1980 either. Well, that's a. In my mind, they're like the same show. <laughs> they're not the same. For one thing, they had Lauren Green in in in. Uh, Isn't he the guy from Saturday Night Live? No. Lauren Green? Yeah. He was in Bonanza. Oh. Which guy was he in Bonanza? I'm familiar with he Bonanza. Was the, he was the dad. Really? Yeah. Uh, uh, the uh, But Lauren Green was Commander Adam. I, I know this is a lot of buildup for this little quip. They played this game in 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 uh, Bowser Galactica that sort of reminds me of Speedball in, in a way. It's a kind of a combination of soccer, and, or I'm sorry, football, whatever you want to call it. And like what, what like handball or something? It's it's not it's not soccer because you don't kick the ball. You just throw it around and carry it. Yeah. But but you know you have goals, but you've got weird like Pac Man style tunnels. Are <laughs> you still talking about Battlestar Galactica? No, I'm talking about the actual game. Well, I missed the connection in Battlestar Galactica. It's a play, lot like that. Yeah, I mean they have a pit. The okay. guys got in it and they threw this ball around. And he had oh, to throw okay. it to this elevated hole. And it's a lot like it's a lot like speedball, yeah. you know. So I don't know. I was wondering if the guys ever watched Battlestar Galactica, Probably. you know, picked, picked it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, um, the there's really there's no sport that matches up perfectly what for what speedball is. Also, you're not killing people in a real sport, hopefully. Uh, but uh, you know, it works. the uh, The graphics are done in that kind of Bitmac Brothers style. Everything's real dark gray and green and brown. It's that uh, Chaos Engine. It was the same way. Um, they uh, when I don't know if you noticed this when you go to upgrade the different parts, you've got like chest protector knee thing. Yeah. When you get to the goggles, they're called like bitmap glasses or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> they. I was thinking <clears throat> when you look at the player roster, they look like guys straight out of the Chaos Engine. Yeah. A lot of. Them. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like <laughs> these guys. I mean, they have a. Those guys have a unique style, and and while we're on the subject, the, the they have the unique music. It's uh, the music, the soundtrack's good. Again, there's really no once the game starts, you're playing. There's the mute. No, there, uh, there's there's like crowd noise and there's the sound of the you know the the hits and everything. The the sound effects are pretty good. I like the vendor out there. Ice cream. There's a guy out there trying to sell stuff. You know, I, as usual with those guys, little, little touches. Yeah, yeah, make absolutely. It all, make it a lot of fun. Um, did did you? Did you try to compete in a league, or how did you? How were you playing at this? Most week? of my matches, I was just trying to play as many matches as I could to try and defeat you, and so I, I just played a lot of knockout matches. Mm-hmm. I did the one-on-one thing, and uh, you know, just because I knew that you know that even if I won a league match, I'd be getting more money, and I'd be getting things that wouldn't help me necessarily in my fight to destroy you. So um, I uh, I did know I did do some research and found out that there's kind of like a um, it's. I guess you you kind of play through like. Is it like a season when you do the league? Yeah. You go through and kind of round robin all the teams. Well, there's there are other there's like four or five modes. Mm-hmm. There's like there's a practice, and then there's two player. You know what I don't like about the practice is you can't actually score a goal in the practice mode. Did you notice that? Well, why did you not like that? Because I wanted to score a goal. Just I to see what it looked like? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when you scored against me, was that the first time you'd ever scored in the history of the game? Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but there's there's knockout, and it, knockout's like a, a, a small tournament, and there's cup and league. Mm-hmm. Now, I've, I've played them all uh, at some point, 
but it's it sounds a, very very footballish. Very it is. I mean, it's it's neat though because like for example, you you get money on the on, while you're playing the game, which is no expression. I could just picture people throwing money. Out. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I'm a fan of lucha libre, and in in lucha libre, which is Mexican wrestling, uh, when they uh, when the crowd lights with the guys are doing, they throw money at them. And I was like, well, it could be like that, you know. Have you ever heard about a mustachio match? Do what? they still have those? I don't. What is that? It's like where you get. It's like a lucha thing, but everybody gets their mustache ripped off at the end. They get them ripped off. That's what I heard. How do you mean, like cut off? You mean? I think so. Because you can't they're... rip a mustache off. Trust yeah, me. unless it was a false mustache. Unless you're, you lift off somebody's lip. There are a lot of false mustaches in Mexican wrestling. Those guys grow real mustaches. Okay. Where did you? Well, you're a strange man, boat. I well, know. I just started thinking about it. Mustachio? Was, yeah. I've never heard of that. One of my kids was telling me about that. Really? Yeah. I would have him uh, committed. <laughs> Anyways, um, you the, the, this game. The one thing I liked about the game is it's it's a quick game. I don't mean like it plays fast. I mean it goes by fast. Yeah, that's very true. Uh, one of the downfalls of many of the soccer titles when you're not very good is you get down by a lot and you're just waiting for the game to end to start a new game. These games. I'd say they might be three minutes long, maybe a minute and a half, 90 seconds for each half. They're real short. Um, I'm looking here, so I've got it written down exactly how quick they are. Um, each game lasts 180 seconds. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. So, yeah, that's, that's about right. The uh, and, they, and it <laughs> they go by so fast that you can't get murdered unless you're really bad. Right. You can get beat by two or three points as you beat me one one of our games. But it's not like I got. I didn't feel like I got completely smashed. Either. I think I beat you thirty-two to two. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Wow, man, <laughs> looks like uh, time to get time to go to get the head head doctor to have a look at you, boat. You know, I was looking at just some of the. You know, a lot of the guys that work. It's the same. The same guys that work on all the bitmap stuff. And I, you know, the same names came up at Kadav. They'd worked on Kadaver and the Chaos Engine stuff. Some of the sensible soccer stuff. Um, the uh, one guy that I saw, and we've seen this guy's name a million times, Richard Joseph. He did the, mm-hmm. he did the, some of the music for this thing. He won a, <laughs> I love this. He in 1991, he won the 1991 Golden Joystick Award for best soundtrack for this game. I wonder how many years the Golden Joystick Award was was awarded. You, we should look to see if that's still being given out because I, I would love to win one of those for something. We need to get Richard Joseph on the show. Has he passed on, or is he still around? Is he the guy that did? He's the guy that did the, the cannon fodder song, right? He did tons of tons of everything. I don't know. We'll have to check it out. Let me. I'm going to look right now. Is this real time? Yes. He um, he passed away. That's what oh. I thought. And in, in 2007, I'm sorry to say, but this guy was a. Uh, at least he collected a golden joystick before he passed. So he's got that going for him. He, he this guy was in everything though, and he you know mm-hmm. he was a good hand. He's right up there with Alistair Brimble. Yeah. Um, the. Uh, <laughs> I was also a little note here. I just noticed it on Wiki. The ice cream salesman was voiced by the sometimes collaborator Joseph Michael Burdett. And I always wondered who the hell that was. Have you, ever, have you noticed that guy selling ice cream up in the no. crowd? That's sort of a famous thing with this game. It always struck me as kind of strange, too. When you, <laughs> I can imagine these guys are literally being murdered mm-hmm. out in this pit. And, you're, and there's a kid up there buying ice cream. Well, you know, that's what the one thing that... I was kind of surprised at because, you know, the game's called Brutal Deluxe and it's advertised. It's the most brutal, violent. It's really, I mean, you're basically knocking guys over. Like, it's not graphic in the way that a game like Moonstone is graphic. You're right. Nothing's as graphic as Moonstone (laughs) up to that point. That was was, was stunning brutality. But, I mean, this is, um, you know, I, I think for 
they they should have sold that angle. If they were going that way, they should have sold it a little bit more. Somehow. Well, maybe they didn't want to get banned in Germany. That's true. They yeah. probably were concerned. Yeah, I don't blame them. Um, the uh, this game was of course well received, mm-hmm. as as you can imagine. Uh, it was a uh, it's it makes a lot of top lists. Uh, it made uh, Amiga Powers. It was third third greatest Amiga game of all times. Third, that's impressive. I don't know if I'd go that high. But, I mean, don't get me wrong, top ten, I'm probably. Third, there's a lot of good games for the Amiga. There You're are. up in some rarefied air. Yeah. And and this game's not without its flaws. Um, and both, I mean, both stumbled upon one, which is pretty common. The screen is, there's not enough space. There's not enough real estate. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't this game be great if on the pin main? Oh, Just something yeah. with a long screen where you could see every, the whole field. Yeah, vertical monitor. God, if there was a way to do that, so many games would be so <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Just have one long play field that's 32 inches wide, you'd be in business. But that's uh, sadly, there's nothing that can be done about it. And I'll, hey, there's a tip for some developer somewhere. Get busy. <laughs> you know, virtual reality's here. Do something. High-res mode, just like in Super Skid Marks. Yes, know? yes. Yeah. Uh, but uh, so that's I'd say that's the biggest flaw, really. It's just the it's the amount of real estate you mm-hmm. can see uh, when you're when you're playing the game. I notice when I play the computer, um, you know, when I was heavy into it, I could I could beat the crap out of the computer uh, back in the day. Now not so much. My skills have depleted over the years. But uh, I think if you get really good at this game, you could probably beat the to- total heck out of the out of the computer, the yeah. AI in it. So. That was a little flaw, um, but uh, like I said, it was well received. It got scores in somewhere in the eighties or nineties from pretty much most of the magazines. Um, I was surprised to know that there actually have been some like remakes of this, or I don't know, homage, or I don't know how you'd really put it. Um, there, <laughs> and they were released on some weird platforms. Uh, Speedball twenty one hundred. Right, have you ever heard of this? No. Um, was on the PlayStation. Who knew, right? I never yeah. heard of this thing. And it's a 3D version of Speedball. Uh, it, it didn't do well, apparently. It uh, it didn't do well at all. But it was released in 2000. Then there was Speedball uh, 2 Brew Deluxe on the Atari Live Arcade, which we talked about. It had a 3D graphics mode, plus it had like one of the, the ever-popular classic mode where it did that, did that deal. Again, you can't get it anymore. Um... There's a on Steam. There's a Speedball Two. It's called Speedball Two Tournament. I gotta check this out. It might be fun. I don't. I don't. I really don't know much about it. But I read some reviews. They said it's it's if you like Speedball, they didn't add anything to it. They didn't take away anything from it. It's 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 basically as it plays on the Amiga. Mm, I see. Um, there's there was a game called Speedball Two Evolution, February 2011. Um, this was on the iOS. And uh, it was also released for the PSP and the PlayStation 3. Uh, pretty much, from what I've heard, it, pretty much what you said, sort of a, a similar situation. Now, this is the one that has uh, made me more interested. I read a lot of good reports about this one, Speedball 2 HD. Have you heard anything about that? No. Uh, it was released in December 2013 on Steam, and it's supposed to be the best of the bunch. Clear, beautiful. That's probably the one you're going to want to go for if you're going to try one of these out. If you're not going to go for the original. Um, if it's got online multiplayer, I'm in. So that would be the one thing I'd like to see. Can you imagine? We were talking about this earlier. <clears throat> nine on nine speedball. That would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Just to have all those guys be human. Holy smokes. <laughs> that would be outstanding. So 
uh, Hope Springs Eternal. And the funny thing is, uh, you're, you're getting speedball releases as late as 2013, so just a couple years ago. Pretty neat yeah. that the, that the the game has heralded. Well, the, the game has never really slowed down. If you think about, you know, it had releases for the, the original systems, and then for the Game Boy Advance, and then the you know the PSP, and you know, it seems like it's never really gone away. Well, you know, you see some of these games that come out that are like simulated sports, or I mean, or they're simulated. They're doing a new sport. I remember like there's a caveman football game I played for a while as an arcade game, and there's been. Uh, you know, a few attempts to try to make a new sport, you know, but it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to make one that's fun yeah. and interesting. They pulled it off. You know, really, they, uh, you could almost, this is one of those sports, it's almost something you could see actually played. I wonder if anyone's ever tried to actually play speedball, too. <laughs> I mean, without the killing. Yeah, yeah. It would be, can you imagine seeing suckers <laughs> throw a ball through a little loop? And th- I mean, you couldn't really simulate the going out one side and coming in the other part of it, but everything else you could pretty much simulate. You could. It'd be pretty interesting to see. But uh, I like the game, uh, despite some of its flaws, the, uh, the worst offender being the small screen. I think it's fun. It's just great multiplayer. I wish it had, like I said, I wish it had more people, yeah. like TV sports. But you, you know, know, it's really more like hockey than anything else. Now that I yeah. think about it, it, it there are I mean, there's a lot of similarities to hockey. Yeah, uh, but you know, <laughs> it's it's its own game. It there's is. no doubt. It is. Well, um, did you look on eBay to see what kind of action it was getting? I did. <laughs> right now, there's one for, uh, available in the states uh, for uh, I think it was right around fifty bucks shipped. 55 bucks. Yeah, box copy. If you're looking just to get the discs, no problem. There are discs out the yin-yang. You can probably score one between 7 and 12 U.S. shipped. If you want boxes, I mean, they're really, the box. The boxes were all over the map. I saw people selling them for 135 bucks. Of course, those are your usual profit takers. And then I saw uh, some, I saw a guy sell a box for like under $20 shipped. Pretty good deal. If you see it out there cheap, grab it. Uh, but uh, you probably are going to be paying, uh, in the U.K., not so bad, but you're probably, in the, in the U.K., you're going to be paying between 30 and 50 probably for it, uh, U.S. If you're looking for the, th- the CD32 version, it's not as prominent out there, but, of course, it doesn't have a box. The ones I saw, it's just the, just a, the CD in a, in a, in a case. Uh, I didn't see any boxed version. It's a lot of CD32. I I don't know if they just didn't have boxes for them. I mean, I've got a few CD32 titles and they have boxes. I don't know if everything had a box. I, most of what I see uh, is maybe just maybe some the, of the later releases just came in those little jewel cases. That's things. yeah, that's yeah. what I always see. So or people just trash the box. Mm-hmm. CD32 version. No, I saw um, a copy sell for under thirty-five US shipped. So you can get a, a deal on it as well. But of course, you're not going to get the cool box. And there are there are different boxes. I noticed that the. The, some of the boxes had just different art. You know that uh, I didn't like some, and some I liked more. Like I used to own this. I was telling Boat, I just I owned this up until last December, and I sold it for it's Christmas money. How much Amiga stuff have I lost trying to raise Christmas money? But that was nothing. <laughs> and I had Flashback, and I sold it too the same same week. Sold both of box copies. So yeah, I'm kicking myself now. But you know what are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, um, overall. I think I we, we both give this thumbs up. It's a, it's a definite must play if you're an Amiga fan. I like it a lot more than Kickoff or uh, yeah, Kickoff uh, two. two. Uh, in fact, I I'd say it's one of the you know I owned it, I bought it, so I would like it. But I, I think it's one of my favorite Amiga Amiga titles. Certainly multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd like to thank our sponsors, uh, 
Cole Bjorn Barman, Mark McDonald, Adam Bradley, Chris Folds, Will Williams, Zach Zimmerman, Daniel Bingston. Every week. Every week I, I want to get this And you got Cole Bjorkston with no problem. <laughs> O'Brien's Retro and Vintage, Chad Halstead, and Brent Dowdy. Thank you so much for your support. If yes. you'd like to support the Amigos podcast, check out our page over at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Next week, Aaron... Uh, it's time. We're we're gonna we're 42 episodes in. It's time we finally did the first real killer app game for the Amiga, Shadow of the Beast. Oh no, we got to go for it. Yeah, doubling down. So uh, join uh, us then for for more antics. We're gonna need all the support we can get after playing yeah. that game because that's a hard game, yeah. man. All right, until then, adios. adios.